Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Brain Talks. I sound a little um, concerning because I have ice cube in my mouth because I just had some really good food. It was extremely spicy. Um, so today's topic is going to be overthinking and how it over, uh, how it affects our mental health and our takes on it. So we have two special guests here. They're new, kind of. Uh, we have Sanjana and we have Twisha. If you guys want to say hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah. So I'm going to pass the mic to, I forgot who, but they're going to introduce this topic to us. And yeah, we're going to take it from here. Okay, yeah. So what today we're going to be discussing overthinking and how generally we feel about it and how it's really affected our lives. So Twisha, do you have any comments so far on your um, experiences with overthinking? I mean, it's a lot usually, but yeah, overall I feel like it's just something I live with. How about you? Yeah, I mean generally. I think if there's always this meme that I see, like if there was an Olympic contest for overthinking, it'd be a gold medalist. But I feel like that would be really true for myself because I find myself overthinking in every situation, you know? That's, I've seen that too. I've seen that. <clears throat> Ice Cube is gone, by the way. I've seen that. <clears throat> Never mind. I see, I've seen that trend like all over TikTok. I think it's so funny, to be honest, the one where it's like, I'd be a gold medalist or if like, it's like this audio that goes racks on racks on racks, and it's like if I had a dollar for every time I'd overthink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, for me, I feel like um, I'm going to go into my personal experience, but with me, overthinking is something that happens without, like, it's something my mind does on its own. I don't have to really try. So for me, right. at the end of the day, um, I don't know why this happens, but at the end of the day, before I go to bed, like I'm, I'm laying in bed, I did my skincare, I did whatever, I'm ready to go to sleep. When I'm laying in bed, I play back every single thing that happened throughout the day. <clears throat> and, oh, no, I feel like, oh, yeah. I feel that. And when I'm playing back whatever happened, I'm like, wait, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I might have, did this come across as rude? And a lot of this kind of, for example, I had this one day, <clears throat> this girl came up to me, she was like, hey um or like one so basically at school when I don't have class I go to my car and I just sit I like to enjoy my own presence and what <clears throat> on my way to my car a girl stops me I'm not really that close with her she's just kind of a girl that goes to my school she's like hey can I where are you going I'm like I'm going to my car she goes oh well can I come with you and I was like mm. like I'm just gonna kind of sit there so I told her no I didn't say no I was like I'm not really sure. I just want to kind of want to sit. And like literally no joke a week later, I was in bed thinking about something that happened a week before. And I woke up the next morning and I texted her. I was like, Hey, when I told you I was going, when you asked me where I was going, I didn't mean to come across as rude. Like, think about that. A week after it happened, I sent this girl a message saying, Hey, a week ago or whatever, you asked me something. And I said, um, I basically said no, but I didn't want to come across come across as rude, and I'm sorry. And she was like, "Oh, really? I didn't even like. I don't even remember. Like, it completely flew over her head, <clears throat> and she oh, yeah. didn't take me like she didn't even take it as me being rude or anything. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't know what is stuck in my throat, but um, it's it's so weird because one. I'm here thinking about it. Like, I didn't think about it at all until a week after. And two, the other person in the situation didn't even, like, it just literally flew over their head. And it's Mm -hmm. so weird. Like, it's literally weird just because at that point, you start to also overthink, well, maybe you overthought it. Like, maybe um, you really didn't come across as rude. Maybe you just read too much into the situation. And it's it makes a lot of, it makes a lot of, like, what's the word not conversations like interactions it makes them really awkward sometimes 
Right. So like one thing I've noticed is that as an overthinker, I'm always trying to be a people pleaser too. So I noticed that when I'm trying to be a people pleaser, I always worry about what I'm doing wrong when I'm interacting with other people. And if I like prioritize them over myself, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's just a correlation I've made people pleasing and overthinking and social anxiety and kind of things like that because all of those things affect me in one way or another. Yeah, I've had like a similar thing happen because I have one friend who has a lot of strong opinions and by a lot, I mean a lot. So it's kind of like stepping on landmines trying to talk to them sometimes or rather trying to step away from landmines. It's fine and all, but sometimes they kind of spiral my overthinking more than it already is. There's a running joke in my family that I have a PhD in overthinking. So, yeah, that's that. I also tend to overthink every assignment I do, which as a result spikes my fear of failure and my procrastination at the same time. So it's, it's not a fun balance, but I live with it. Yeah. Um, Sanjana just made, like, she listed a couple of things. You said overthinking, social anxiety. What else? What was your third point? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, overthinking, social anxiety, and people-pleasing. Right. Okay. I wanted to talk about that. The way I feel like overthinking, social anxiety, people, like, they go so well together, but each can be talked about completely separately for, like, an hour straight, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> oh, for sure. And um with with me I'm the same exact way now here's the connection with me if you are a people pleaser a people pleaser technically you just want to be you want everybody to like you you right. don't you don't want anybody to not like you you don't want to give them a reason and you do things that you might not be comfortable with and that puts that's putting you under everybody else and you're not supposed to be doing that you're not supposed to be doing that you're supposed to prioritize yourself and what comes with overthinking is you are only pleasing people because you are overthinking the situation you are in. So for example, if um, I, so for example, uh, my, I'm a senior and my college essay is actually um, me coming to terms with being able to say no, because it's been such an issue with me. Uh, that's the one thing that makes it who I am. I could never figure out how to say no to somebody because I was such a people pleaser growing up. And I love that I wrote my, my my essay on it because that's the one way you could describe me. I'm hardworking. And the one reason I am hardworking is because I do everything tell every do I do everything everyone tells me to do. And I was talking about in my essay, I was like, whenever someone asks me to do something and I probably didn't feel comfortable with it or I didn't want to do it, I start to overthink, well, if I say no, is she gonna like me? Is she gonna hold it against me? Is she gonna um do this do that she's gonna talk to people about me and it's like nobody should feel that way if you if you are in an environment where you're being told to do something or you're being put in a situation that forces you to overthink it that way you should take yourself out of it I mean for me generally every situation is one where I overthink it even if I don't want to like say if I'm just going to the trash can to throw a wrapper away I'm going to think, like, what if I disturb the class? What if they look at me? What if I walk funny? Or even just the smallest things that don't even matter. She's I like, overthink everything. Sanjana's like, she throws a wrapper into the trash can. And she's like, what if an animal comes and eats this wrapper and it dies? <laughs> in a couple of days? Right, and then what if everybody blames me for it? That's, 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 that's a good point, though. It, it doesn't have to always be, like, a bad thing. It's so interesting that you also overthink, yeah. like, the simplest of things. Because um that's how it is for a lot of people so for example one of the I love giving this example but like giving presentations bro oh my gosh we have a research uh, presentation that's supposed to be us talking for 10 minutes in front of the whole class for my uh research and mentorship class so that's that's gonna be so fun no for for my for my lit or like for my English classes, my teacher always my professor always is saying right she makes us do twenty minute presentations on like analysis of certain writings, and I've gotten used to it <clears throat> because I guess it's just like 
my class is really small. So I see the same people every single day and I kind of just got used to being around them. Like if I mess up, they know I'm going to mess up. But one thing a lot of people point out to me when I was younger, I think this was in like the third grade in elementary school. Someone goes, Yasmin, why do you turn so red when you present? And ever since that day, I've been so like, I always, I feel so self-conscious or I start overthinking like, oh my God, guys. Or, you know, when you turn, typically when someone turns red in the face, like you tend to feel hot, like you start to sweat or you get nervous. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm presenting and I start feeling like sweat or I start shaking, I start like every single thing someone has pointed out to me starts running through my head in that moment from like 10 years before. Mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. oh my god am I turning red right out is anybody seeing this anybody seeing my foot tapping right now is anybody seeing me play with my rings and it's so <clears throat> it's so annoying because sometimes I wish I could either like tune out my thoughts or just shut my brain off but you obviously can't yeah I've been through just a can I please just shut my brain off for five minutes? Just five minutes. No. Mm. Yeah, I also hate presentations. Ours aren't like 10 or 20 minutes, thankfully. The last one I did was literally, um, what you I was literally on Wednesday and like I was fine, but at the same time, I was already so tired. Because I'd been overthinking the night before that I didn't even have the energy to overthink in the morning. Yeah, overthinking oh. takes a lot out of you, bro. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I there's, <clears throat> there's, um, I feel like with, like, what Sanjano was saying, overthinking doesn't always have to be, like, the negative aspect. But I feel like, but I feel like majority of it is. And right. the the reason for that is, like, for example, like I was saying, like, I'll analyze every conversation I had, but also after, like, <clears throat> for example, if I'm sitting down and I saw one of my, like, I have this friend, uh, he was, he was like my best friend, and we're not that close anymore. And every time like, I look over and I see, like, maybe he's uh, talking to someone or texting somebody, it, I look at him like, wow, like, and I start overthinking, oh my God, maybe like I'm replaced. Like maybe there's somebody already like close to him the way I was. Like you, it makes you feel like lesser of a person. Mm-hmm. And it's so upsetting because m- not most of the time, but there are times where whatever you're thinking isn't even true. Like I could be looking over and be like, wow, he probably replaced me by now, but he could be laughing at like a TikTok reel, you know? Like it's, it's your mind playing games with you. And also, I mentioned this before, the thing with me is I always I always see the worst. I don't know right. why, but my um, mind just does it. I always, well, what I've tended to do in the past is just always expect the worst in a situation. Because yeah. then I can either be um, surprisingly pleased or my expectations can be met, you know? Right. The, nobody's ever got that. When I, when I say I expect the worst because at that point I can't, I don't feel disappointed mm-hmm. because I, I expected yeah, the I worst possible thing to happen. So my expectations can only be raised at that point. Exactly. Yeah, same. They can't be dropped any further. Exactly. I try to do that, but at the same time, the bottom of my expectations is like a paper or like a rug. You can literally pull out the rug from underneath me and I'll still be disappointed. That's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was this one meme that kind of sums up what we're talking about um, that I saw on Instagram, I think, said that said, I'm not overthinking, I'm just predicting the future, which I think really describes what we feel. Because when we overthink, we predict every single scenario that could possibly happen in order to like, prepare ourselves. But do we really need to do that? Because it's going to happen anyway. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't know. See, here's this. This isn't an overthinking like situation. It's really funny though. Um, My mind, before I do anything, my mind literally starts running through every single outcome. Like it just does it automatically. And for example, um, in the seventh grade, I was playing soccer on a tennis court, and 
the soccer ball flew across the tennis court on the other side and me and my friend started racing towards it. And I decided to jump over the tennis net. And mid, like, it's like I jumped in slow motion. And when I jumped over the net, I love jumping over stuff because I'm tall. So like I have long legs. And so as I'm jumping over it, I start predicting every outcome that could have happened in that moment. And I just like envisioned face planting. And I literally face planted onto the floor two seconds oh, after no. I saw it. No. And I feel bad for laughing. It, girl, it's funny. I have so many pictures. I'll send you them later. <laughs> but oh, like when I tell you my eye blew up, like I like I got up and I was like, wow. That was crazy. And my friend looked at me, her, like, it's like she just saw a ghost. Her mouth, her jaw was on the floor. She's like, oh, are you bro. okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm great. And I just didn't notice that my left eye was completely shut and I couldn't see anything. Oh. And <clears throat> I think that just explains, like, this is the one scenario, like the one scenario I remember that I literally pictured me face planting and two seconds later, it happened. And that's what made me so aware of like now situations when I like if I do something and I see an outcome, I expect one of the bad ones to happen just because this thing that happened five years ago or not even five years ago. Like what? I don't know math, guys. Yeah, five years ago, actually. (laughs) Great. But I don't know. Sometimes it's a bad thing because when you expect the worst, but like maybe the best is to come you might ruin your chances because you're just so used to so focused on what's gonna happen in the future you're not focused yeah. on the present yeah exactly but i don't plan for the future that's the that's the weird thing all right um i kind of play for the future like i mean i have a plan of like what i'm gonna do in university like where i'm gonna go where i'm gonna apply to and stuff i'm a junior for reference so like kind of do need to have some planning at the very least Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Jenna, I'll let you go quickly because I was planning to kind of change the topic. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, I kind of have, like, this entire long-term plan chopped out of, like, the next 15 years. Damn. But, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a junior, too. But, yeah, and I don't have, like, the near future plan. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. But I know what's going to happen in 15 years. <gasps> I'm not planning that far ahead. I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> I live by YOLO. Like, I don't, like, if somebody asks me what I see myself doing 15 years from now, I'm going to tell them, like, homeless or something. Because I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect anything of myself. Because I feel like if I plan that far ahead and I don't reach it, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, that's how I think. Not even, like, planning ahead. Like, oh, like, a couple weeks from now am I gonna be disappointed no like the entire life I don't plan because I don't want to be disappointed but sometimes oh, it would yeah. be good to have like that end goal and maybe you just have the rest of your life to work up to that goal but mm, that's too much work for me um no, but, like something to work towards yeah that's that y'all stay safe because that's <laughs> that's not me yeah Trisha change it take the mic you okay, said you yeah I'm, I'm gonna change the topic have you ever thought of like five or ten different outcomes that are gonna happen and then somehow none of them happen and something else happens because and none of the like the countless outcomes i come up with those random things happened i have no idea what to do at this point literally i spent all my energy focusing on what to respond with for all the other outcomes right because like i'll just be talking and all of a sudden Someone will just say something, and I'll just go, huh? Because that's not what I expected them to say at all. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes um, I'll find out literally random things, and then I'll just like, wait, what? That's not what I expected at all. Or someone do something. Those, those, those are the worst types of, like, places to be in because the thing is when you don't expect it that even that leads to even more overthinking like for example if you don't expect the outcome and like in a conversation and somebody says it literally i'll go shower like later that day and i will literally come out with seven different ways i could have responded in the yeah, no, like, like, like why did i go that route like i could have said yeah. it so much better if i worded it like this but then when you go like the next day to like talk about it they're just already done with you so it's like 
it's too late to go back but like it's yeah it's too late to do anything at this point and being put on the spot like that <clears throat> it oh. makes me nervous that's why i hate Same. i don't know if i mentioned this before but i hate like like in real life interactions because it puts me on the spot i love communicating mm-hmm. guys oh my god <sighs> i always explain this to people i can communicate my feelings better through writing through like right. like write yeah, like, with text. my hands yes oh. like with either text or like writing on note but like if you were to tell me to verbally say it to you i cannot put it into words and i always thought i was like everyone i told this to was like yasmin what the hell do you mean like that makes no sense if you can type it you can say it and it's like i thought it was crazy and i kept thinking like okay guys am i actually weird like and then i, I literally Two days after I said to someone, I went on TikTok and this girl was saying she communicates better through writing. And I was like, I found my people. And this is like, this ties back to the whole, like being put on the spot with like someone in front of you, because I think why I like texting or writing better is because I have more time because I know I overthink. I have more time to plan out my thoughts. And I have more time to ask other people what I could do in the situation. The thing is, I I don't go to other people because I feel like at that point, it's not from me anymore. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, girl, some of us don't have other people to ask. Some of us are just loners. <laughs> but know. We are here just... We out here just we we with ourselves. We with the seven (laughs) other personalities we got. But (laughs) but um with with writing, I think it's I think overthinkers should try out writing. Like if you guys overthink, just try out writing. Because with me, I'll be writing something and then like 10 minutes later, I'll be laying down and I'll think of something new, but I have the writing right there so I can still write it down. But if you're doing something in person with someone, you can't do that. You can't go back every 10 minutes and tell them like hey, I remember this, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's just, it's so mentally soothing. And I think everyone's realized this throughout my days or months here on the podcast that, like, my mind goes in 17 different directions at once. And, like, we could be talking about this right now. Like, um, like literally two seconds ago, we were talking about, freaking, what were we talking about two seconds ago? um i don't know we were talking about something completely different two seconds ago and now we're talking yeah. about a completely different aspect and that's just how my mind works it's either okay. i i like write it but if i try to verbally say it it's not going to come out smooth it just comes out better literally writing there is my mind also works the exact same way that's why i will go off on 10 different tangent points at once and then every so often i'll just be talking to a friend and I'll say something and then he'll respond and I'll say something completely different and he'll just he, he doesn't catch up as quickly sometimes it's just huh I'm like wait what did I say before that because I also tend to have like a five second memory so I already forgot what I said so saying yeah I don't even want to talk about my memory it's so terrible it's so terrible oh but, god yeah it's, it's you know real what I, bad you know what I've always wondered how like it's never made sense to me that there are people in this world that don't overthink like i do not believe in that statement there's no way there's no way someone in this world goes and lives their life carefree and they have no single thought ever like they're my what people think not even like what people think just in general like for example if we're talking about social anxiety that is heavy on overthinking like for example I have always wanted to go to the gym before, like before, like I've been lifting for a year now. A year ago, I never wanted to step foot like lifting weights as um, a Muslim woman who wears a scarf, like fully covered at a gym when there's like women in shorts and tank tops or whatever they're called. I don't even know the correct terminology. I'm very uncultured, uncultured, but um, it's, I would have never expected that because when I walk in, I expect everyone's eyes to look at me because I look so different. And mm-hmm. if I'm walking like at a grocery, like in a grocery store, I expect everyone to be looking at me. Like two years ago, I always walked into, I still do this to this day. I walk into a store and if I've never been in that store before, I will literally FaceTime someone 
just so it keeps my mind away from those who surround me and focus on who I'm talking to. And it helps, uh, it helps a lot. Um, but it just, I, I only do it because if I actually pay attention to what I'm doing in real life, it makes me feel like everyone is staring at me when in reality, nobody is like at the gym. I swear to God, if you go to an actual gym, nobody's looking at you. Everyone's minding their own business unless you're being everyone's like, worrying about themselves. Yeah. Again. Unless you're being like stupid and you're swinging weights around for no reason. Nobody's looking at you everyone's there for a reason and the thing is i was on the rare occasion that i do work out i go to my community gym and i'm a junior in high school and everybody in my high school is in the same community so all these popular high school guys in my grade are always at the gym so when i see them there i just know that they're texting about me and i have proof that they whenever they see someone or like whenever they've seen me in the past like an sat package they're going to text in the chat guys you're not going to believe who's here like and I'm just constantly worried that they're going to say something about me and talk about me in their chat again. Dude, that's, that's, <coughs> damn, that's, that's so weird to me. Like men, one, two, um, when I like, I would think the same exact way or like, for example, if I'm at the gym and I'm lifting and I like make eye contact with this guy and all of a sudden he starts texting on his phone. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what I just did wrong. I don't yeah, understand, yeah. but, but like, I've, I've come to the point in life where I can literally sit in the middle of a group of men working out and I will not care. And I'm so proud of myself because, um, I can say that proudly. I don't care if I sound cocky or whatever. I'm just confident now. And it, it took literally, it took two years for me to get to this point And not, not a lot of people ever talk about like, the journey it takes to actually like getting rid of your anxiety in a certain place. Like the only reason I got comfortable at the gym was because I see the same people every day, you know, like they all know me at that point. And I realized that's how my anxiety loosens up a little bit is when I know someone or like when I like understand my environment. So for example, my school, it's a really tiny school. It's daycare to 12th grade and it's only 500 kids in total. Like it's a extreme, yeah, it's a tiny, tiny school. And like we're literally one big family like I will walk around the halls first second floor and I will say hi to all the teachers like they all know me like I know everyone and that's why I don't have anxiety or I've never felt anxious at my school because everyone knows everybody you know there's no reason and I see the same people every day and I realize at the gym is the same thing I see them every day and that's why my anxiety kind of like left and I go at the same time every day, but I went once last week. I went in the morning. I didn't know anybody and my anxiety skyrocketed. Think about that for a second. The one time, this is the first time I felt anxious at a gym in two years. And it was because I went at a time. I didn't know anyone. So if you, I guess a tip, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to help anyone. But if you want to get used to somewhere that you're kind of going to be often, but you feel anxious, just try to understand the environment. And I feel like once you get used to the environment, that anxiety is kind of slowly going to loosen up. And it just feels so good after that. But that's how I let my overthinking kind of calm down. And also I blast music in my ears. So like if anybody wants to approach me, they don't want to talk because I can't hear them. So that helps too. Yeah, I'm always listening to music because it helps kind of calm my overthinking. And it gives me something to put my brain into. Yeah, something to focus on. But and then all of a sudden I'll just be talking to someone and then they'll just say something and I can't hear them because of my music. Wait, what did you say? Speaking, speaking of music, if... I don't know if this is going to make sense. I'm just going to say it in incomplete sentences again. If you are, I don't know if I've had maybe two scenarios where I feel like my brain was going to blow up because of how many thoughts were running through it. And I feel like that's normal for some people. Maybe that happens on a more normal occasion, but I only had two where it got really bad. And one thing I did to kind of help was I just laid in bed and I needed to kind of clear my head. So you busy yourself with something else 
with words. So for example, music, if I blast music and I'm, and I know the song very well, I don't think about anything else because psychologically your mind cannot multitask and put in a hundred percent effort in every single thing you're doing. Like for example, if you're um, texting and driving, like this has nothing to do with the the thing I'm talking about, but if you're texting and driving, you're not going to do hundred percent texting, hundred percent driving. You're doing like 50, like 70, 30, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. And the thing with overthinking in general is that it's so draining that it takes away time from school, I guess, and during tests or quizzes, I'll overthink and answer choice and get it wrong, especially on like SAT or a math test. And then it'll just drain me emotionally. Girl, don't even get me started on the answer choices. I swear to God, all my AP exams that include multiple choice, I've done because I'm always Mm -hmm. torn between two choices. Mm -hmm. I was telling my I was telling my English teacher this. He's my history teacher. He's been at my history teacher for the longest time. And I've been telling him, I'm like, listen, listen, dude, you give me two choices and I'm going to literally convince myself the wrong one is right. Like that's how my, <laughs> yeah. that's me. I'm going to change the way this, like, if you are asking me about carrots and choice B is talking to me about M&Ms, I'm going to say, well, M&Ms and carrots can be the same color. Like they're orange M&Ms. Like you can have, carrot flavored m&ms like it's a possibility like if they wanted to make it they could yeah i swear to god and he just stared at me so blankly i was like listen that's how a lot of kids mind work and he just didn't understand and it was so i was like flabbergasted that he didn't understand what i was saying because i was like wow (laughs) people really don't like overthink the way i might but there are people that do and i feel like they feel so alone because not a lot of people talk about it. Not a lot of people talk about how draining it is to sit for hours upon hours rethinking a scenario and how better, how much better you could have done to prevent something or how much better you could have worded something or how much a better route you could have taken or approached to prevent so many things. Like, for example, if you have people who aren't friends anymore, dude, listen, the worst things probably you could overthink about is like losing a relationship or friendship, whatever you want to call it. You invested a lot of time into. Yeah, and and you put a lot of time and effort into it. And then after, you're going to think about what you could have done different to prevent that from happening. In reality, being for real, if you have someone that walked out on you or if you are not close with someone anymore, trust me, it was probably for the better. And there's Mm -hmm. probably maybe one way you could have prevented it let's be honest maybe like you could have said something different and it could have prevented everything that happening but should it have no the way it happened the way things happen in life shows you who you surround yourself with and I feel like that's important for people to realize like for example if me and Sanjana got into it right now and I'm like Sanjana you suck and I was like okay bye guys and yeah anyway (laughs) um I went, I went to bed and Sanjana probably went to bed last night and she felt like this crazy amount of guilt. And she's like, wow, I could have prevented it by doing this, this and that. Twisha texts me. She's like, Yasmin, I felt like you were being kind of rude. And I was like, wow, I don't care. And mm-hmm. Sanjana is just over here. Like maybe I could have done this, this and this different. But in reality, like the kind of toxic person I was to like, go off on that and tell Twisha like I don't care about Sanjana or whatever it's better that I was gone and Sanjana didn't have to change the way she like approached me because she didn't want me reacting the way that I did and I feel like that's important for people to realize like if somebody walks out on you don't overthink the situation at all I know it's hard just move on like you will find better there is think about it there are over 7 billion people in this world one person isn't going to affect you for the rest of your life. There's a whole world out there for you to see. There are so many fishes, so many fishes. You can find somebody else. Trust me, somebody even better. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to put Sandana on the thing like that. Twice is kind of kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. As per usual, Yasmin got to come in and add some stuff. But I just, I feel like there's so much I want to talk about, but like, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. And with, with overthinking, I think it's something everybody struggles with, but 
some people may struggle with it a lot more and <coughs> and it's it's so tiring in itself because you will sit there like I said this before you will sit there for hours people sit there for hours maybe even days where they think about scenarios that or they overthink certain scenarios that like shouldn't even be like considered or whatever like like I mentioned before um I will literally sit here and I could retell you a conversation I had with somebody um a couple of weeks ago like a month ago and I will retell you the entire conversation and I will tell you I thought this person told me this this and that and I feel like the worst type of overthinking for me comes stems from texting because via text like this is kind of kind of gonna contradict like what I what I was saying earlier like I said for me writing makes me it's more I feel more emotionally connected to writing like writing notes like with my hand like a handwritten note and I also feel like if I'm texting someone like with my like I'm texting on my phone or whatever it's so it could be perceived completely different than when I'm texting like for, for example if I'm texting someone blah blah blah, blah yada, yada yada and they take it like they like they think I meant it offensively and I didn't. Like when when I for example if I'm texting something, I tend to always put emojis because it kinda like loosens the mood. Like if I'm trying to be serious, but like I don't want to sound too serious because I can't I'm the type of person that can't stay serious for that long. And I try to like loosen the mood because that's who I am. I don't like being serious for a long time. I always try to loosen the mood and make the person laugh or whatever. So I put emojis. And when I put emojis, I feel like they do help, but they don't because they could be seen as sarcastic. Like, see, I'm overthinking right now and I'm not even typing anything. But, like, you overthink every single thing you're texting. And also, like, if somebody texts me, I might take it offensively. And they didn't even mean to, like, say it offensively. Like, for example, somebody could say something to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so rude. But I won't say it was rude. I'll just, like, leave it alone. And I'll overthink it for the rest of the day. Like, why did she say it like that? What did she mean by that? What did this? What did that? And I'll wake up the next day and she'll be completely fine with me. Like, she'll be happy and everything and jolly the next day. And I'm like, how could you flip like that? But in reality, like, she never meant it like that in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to make it sound specific with general. But, like, it's not really mixing properly right now. Um, And it's... And, um... I don't know... I don't know, like, there's so much to say, but there isn't, like, my head isn't putting it in my hand for me to say. But, like, like, like I was saying earlier with overthinking, something that helps me is just doing something that takes your mind off of stuff. You know, I'm actually watching the show. It's called Switch That Birth. It's on Hulu. It's a great show. And it's about um, two girls who were switched at birth um one is deaf her name is Daphne and the other one is called Bay she's not deaf she's hearing and they're learning sign language and I actually like caught up on a lot of sign language through the show so if you're interested in sign language this is a really good show to watch and it has a good plot but that's my that's me putting it in there anyways um uh what was I gonna say oh there was this one point in the show where one of the characters Daphne who's the deaf uh, who's the deaf girl on the show, she actually, ha she has hearing aids. I think, I don't, uh, I might be completely wrong. I think her hearing aids help her with, like, um, like, like, sounds, not voices, like, light sounds she could hear. I don't know. She's not completely deaf. She could hear something. I just, I don't remember what she could hear. But, um, she was at a basketball game, and she basically, like, in order to tune out everything she was feeling, she, like, in order to tune out whatever, like, everything, everything she was, like, feeling at that point, um, she basically turned down her 
her uh, or she turned off her hearing aids and the the world went that like I almost said deaf the the world went dead silent and like it was just her in the moment she wasn't even thinking oh I don't know if she was thinking but like uh it's like it was kind of like a ringing sound in the show and then when she turned off her hearing aids it went completely silent and it's like I want that feeling to happen to my brain where it's like this ringing is my train of thought and I just want to turn it off and I feel like sometimes that happens when I'm laying in bed and like my mind just go it just goes blank sometimes or I like to refer to this a lot but um for example soccer used to get me out I don't play soccer much anymore it doesn't really have that effect um and I'm really upset it doesn't have that effect anymore but <coughs> um I've been coughing a lot but when I'm playing soccer um I used to always like overthink what the game was going to look like before I got to the field but once I stepped foot onto the field all my thoughts were like ripped out my head like I couldn't think about anything except what I was going to do in that moment to make myself like useful and it's it's one of my favorite things to refer to because genuinely like the feeling of literally the world going silent is how I feel as soon as my foot hits the field and I need I, I want people to find that thing that makes them feel that way because it's so relaxing and I feel like once you busy yourself and you're actually interested in what you're busying yourself with it's so hard to overthink like genuinely if I'm I love criminal cases like the fake ones and I love building Lego cars so for example if I want to go build a Lego car right now and I put some music in the background I'm not thinking about anything except my Lego cars and it's because like I said earlier psychologically your mind cannot multitask and do 100% of each thing you're doing so for example if I'm building Lego cars I'm not gonna 100% be overthinking like it's it's not gonna happen if I'm so focused on Lego cars because I can't focus on like following instructions but then also have a million thoughts running through my head like I can't focus on both equally so busying yourself because let's be honest you can't just stop overthinking you can't just turn it off like it's not possible it's always gonna happen it's bound to happen and for a lot of people like I mentioned earlier it might be worse and that's normal that's normal we just have to know how to control it better and um what else what else was i gonna say i think i think one of the worst things is when it starts keeping you up at night like for me i don't struggle with it much now um really funny thing um my grandma she she lives she's in she lives in america but my mom has uh three brothers so it's my mom and her three brothers that live here and my grandma rotates between the four houses so my mom and her three brothers she rotates between them like she stays at each one for two weeks to like three weeks and she moves to the next one because she wants to visit like all her grandkids and stay with them so my grandma comes to our house and she sleeps with me like in my room um she always like i always struggled with falling asleep growing up like i ever like i would lay in bed and stay awake for like an hour before I could fall asleep but that's not because like my mind was running or anything I just couldn't you know it was hard for me this is before I had problems <laughs> and <coughs> my grandma as soon as she would put her head on the pillow she would pass out like she was out and she would even have to be sleepy she would just pass out and I always prayed to God every night every night I'd be like please 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 make me the same way she is and make me fall asleep as easily as she does and what's so funny is that now, like I realized this a year ago, like imagine this is like four years or five years of like praying to God, he would make me like my grandma to pass out so easily. For a year now, I could literally not be sleepy. I thank God for this. I, I Please, nobody take this away from me. But when I will lay, like I could lay down right now. I'm so full of energy right now. I could lay down on my bed and I will pass out within two minutes. And I don't know why, but I just can. Or maybe that's a thing with growing up. But like 
Also, none of the people in my class can do that either. None of my friends can do that. And they're very, like, they, they're like, I wish I could be like you. And I was like, I wish I could. I, I used to wish I could be like that. And now I am like that. Just pray to God. <laughs> He'll do it for you. But for, like, for me, I know a lot of people actually agree with this too. Going to sleep helps, keeps the thought away. Like, that's how they run away from the problems. They go to sleep. And, you know, that's pretty good. But it's also, like, temporary because you're going to wake up and it's all going to come back. Um, I've, I've, I've done, I used to do it a lot before where I would just go to sleep so I wouldn't think about anything. But when you wake, when I, when I would wake up for some reason, it would feel just as bad as when I fell asleep, sometimes even worse. Because at that point I've spent longer, like, like it's been long enough after this, like after the situation that I'm thinking about it even more now and I'm thinking about even more scenarios so it's it's just so tiring maybe that's how I can fall asleep so easily because just me thinking it just makes me tired (laughs) maybe that's why you never know but it's 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 weird you know um I don't know how many times I've said it's weird this entire episode but I've been saying it a lot and I'm sorry um but yeah, over overthinking sucks. It kills the mood. Um, I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like when I'm when I'm around my cousins, specifically my family, my cousins, I am nothing but happy. I can I never think about anything in my personal life that could affect me in that moment when I'm with them. I'm only thinking about them because they are like they take me away from my problems. Like, I, I don't know how to put it into words. Like, when I'm with them, my mind goes blank. It, but it doesn't necessarily go blank. It's just like I focus on them instead of myself. I guess that's a way of putting it. But once I'm alone, that's when, like, everything comes back. Like, being with them is kind of like a distraction, you know? Like, for example, if I'm not close with this one person anymore... And I'm with them. I'm not even thinking about that person. But as soon as I go home and I feel alone and I feel like this sense of loneliness and I feel like I have no one to talk to except myself because I talk to myself so much now, it just hits me, you know? And it's it's such a weird feeling to like flip back and forth. Like you, people, people always, always point this out to me that like, if I'm around a large group of people, like for example, when I was overseas, when I'm around my family, I don't, like my family is huge. And when I was around them in family gatherings, I was so happy. But then like once they all started leaving, it's like a piece of me would leave with them. And then once majority of them left and it was like me and maybe one other, like one of my uncles, it's like he would notice how different I looked or how different I acted or how different my body language was. And I didn't even realize it myself until I started paying attention to it. It's like a piece of me left with them, but then that one part that's always there when I'm alone, that one little part that actually makes up who I am, is so, it feels so alone that like I overthink everything. Like, oh, maybe I could have done this. Maybe like I should do this. Maybe this, maybe that. But it's, it's, it's not fun also like needing to rely on people for your happiness, but it's just something that's so easy to do because at that point you don't need to put in effort. Like, I feel like that's why people like it so much when that, why they rely on people. It's easier said than done to like stop relying on someone. But when you rely on someone, you don't put, you don't usually put in like a whole effort to make yourself happy because you're with someone. So it's kind of like a 50, 50 thing. But when you're alone, you have to put in like huge effort and it's tiring <laughs> like doing that until you kind of find something that makes you happy and you are like your own person. You know, maybe, maybe being alone makes you happy. Being alone makes me happy because not all the time, of course, like I'd be lying if I said it was all the time. Sometimes, which is most of the time, I feel very alone and when I feel alone, it's so upsetting because I feel like I have no one to talk to and I feel like no one understands me or where I am at that point in life and I start thinking like 
oh, I used to have this person that was always there for me, and this person, and this person, and now they're gone. I wonder why they're gone. What if I did this to make sure they didn't, like, they weren't gone? And that's also another way of overthinking it. But once you have that feeling of being alone, it's just such a bad place to be in because you feel like there's nobody for you, you know? Um, so that's that's a whole thing in itself, like the feeling of being alone. But like that's that's how I feel. Like I either enjoy my company, like my own company. If I'm actually, okay, here it is. When I'm doing something, like if I am sitting and listening to music, or if I'm sitting and I'm writing something, or I'm sitting and I'm doing my homework, or reading a book, or being in the library, or actually doing something productive, I don't feel alone. But once I'm sitting in a room, alone, doing nothing, and just staring at a wall, my thoughts start rolling in. As soon as my thoughts start rolling in, that's the more lonely I feel. And it's such a weird way to put it, because you would feel like your thoughts are your friends, but they're the complete opposite. But yeah, that's, that's me being on a breath. I'm going to shut up now and wrap up the episode. <laughs> okay. If nobody else has any closing remarks, um, we're going to wrap up this episode. This episode was kind of exciting. I've always yeah. wanted, I've always yeah, wanted to talk about overthinking. About... Yeah, it is. I feel like the yeah, more talking to you guys who like share the same exact experiences yeah yeah we've had like similar kind of thought processes that's it's kind of weird not gonna lie <laughs> being surrounded by people who like don't think about the same way and then all of a sudden see exactly i'm surrounded by people exactly. only in tennessee and then like sanjan and twitcha from god knows where they could be from they could both live in germany and i just I'm in texas okay I'm in sanjana you weren't supposed to answer the question <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh whoops I, I'm, I'm from germany exactly these two could be from germany but like the people i surround myself with in real life do not share this experience but somebody from a completely different state does like listen there are so many people out there for you girl men women whatever you <laughs> identify as there are too many people you could pick from do not worry about whoever walks out because people find better don't chase the, oh don't chase girl forgot how to pronounce stuff anyways that is our wrap up um this is a good talk i'm glad we got to talk about this i've been meaning to um but thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode we uh appreciate the support and we will see you guys next week bye bye